Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Five Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. And in the news this week, VMware released VMware Horizon 7.5 with many new features and enhancements, including Horizon Cloud GPU support will now include beta support for NVIDIA vGPUs in IBM software, plus support for workstations in Azure. JMP Automation Workflows will integrate with the enhanced Horizon console to streamline automation of managing and creating virtual desktops and apps. This could be a great benefit to those admins out there in streamlining their work process. VMware Workspace ONE Intelligence will be getting VMware Horizon integration also. Horizon 7.5 on VMware Cloud on AWS also when generally available. On a previous episode, I ran through some of the performance enhancements with the release of vSphere 6.7. Well, with VMware Horizon 7.5, VMware have enhanced this product to leverage some of the new features in 6.7, such as the Instant Clone API. With VMware Blast Network Intelligence, Blast can now dynamically switch between UDP or TCP dependent on which provides the best user experience, which sounds familiar. A big one for me is the support for subdirectories with URL content redirection and HTML5 multimedia redirection support, which can help offload some of the resource drain from your RDSH boxes down to the client device. All in all, in my opinion, it seems VMware are adding capabilities that the Citrix stack already has to keep competitive and are also adding enhancements which Citrix does not have. And at the same time, as you probably expect, Citrix have also been adding features which VMware's stack has to remain competitive with them, like app layering and the improved workspace. A big win for VMware is the fact so many organizations use vSphere today. Even Citrix customers also use vSphere. So with the performance improvements in 6.7, this makes the Horizon story that much better. In the end, we all win from this friendly competition. And in keeping with some Citrix VMware news, it appears Citrix Zen App and Zen Desktop currently does not support vSphere 6.7, which is to be expected really because there are so many enhancements in that version of vSphere, it may take Citrix some time to come to grasp with it. In other news, Citrix App Layering 4.11 has now been released with support for layering Windows Store apps, enhanced Azure support, some new recommendations for improved performance of layering, enhanced Office 365 support, and a dedicated menu for managing connectors. Also this week, Citrix released Zen Server 7.5 with the long-awaited feature, USB pass-through. Zen Server 7.5 also boasts some other features requested by Citrix customers around storage optimization and some manageability improvements. For more, check out links for this episode on 5bytespodcast.com and in the YouTube description. In a previous episode, I spoke about the launch of Cloudflare's DNS 1.1.1.1 service, which is awesome by the way. I've been using it since its release. It's really great. Unfortunately, it went down hard this week, and it seems the culprit may have been due to a provider misconfiguration. Some providers use 1.1.1.1 as a test or dummy address. Users should not have been affected, however, as there was also an alternative address provided when you're setting up or configuring that DNS. 
It has been reported that the USB Implementers Forum, a group which contains Microsoft, Google, and Apple, have agreed to standardize on Braille displays, which could greatly benefit those who are visually impaired today who have inconsistent experiences when using accessible workstations. Kudos to all involved. On the last episode of the podcast, I reported that some sites like USA Today took the drastic measure of geo-blocking their sites to those accessing from inside the EU when GDPR became officially in effect. Well, USA Today were quick to make their site available again, but it's a new EU-specific site with some considerable tweaks. As pointed out by Paul Calvano of Akamai, the US version of the site is 5.5 megabytes and contains 835 requests loaded from 188 hosts. However, when the site is loaded from France, it's 297 KB, 36 requests, and contains no third-party content, and loads a lot faster. Last week when I was uploading the episode, I was in Ireland, and I tried to access the USA Today site myself when it was being blocked. I have since tried again, and it is there, and the site actually looks a little different than what I was used to, and it does perform pretty well, so that's a very interesting, I guess, side benefit for those in the EU. It's recently been reported by various outlets that Microsoft may be acquiring GitHub, which seems to have sent the development audience on Twitter into a bit of a meltdown. The last valuation of GitHub put it around the $2 billion mark. It would certainly be an interesting move. Microsoft have been getting more and more into the open source community. They also recently moved their documentation to GitHub. It's very interesting times we live in. And now for this episode's hot job. This week's job is from ASML, who have a position for a Microsoft Office 365 specialist. The daily activities include to improve or build new business solutions for various business partners, advise business users in their questioning of how to make best use of the collaboration platform, troubleshoot and structural resolve issues that business users might encounter with the usage of the collaboration platform. I mean, pretty cookie cutter job description, really. The successful candidate should have at least a bachelor level degree in computer science or equivalent, a strong focus, knowledge and experience of the Microsoft domain five plus years, especially 365 with at least three plus years experience. Experience with Azure is preferred also. The candidate would also have at least five years of relevant experience with Microsoft SharePoint as a platform and at least three years of relevant experience as a SharePoint online developer. I picked this job because it's based in the Netherlands and I have a lot of techie friends who are Dutch so shout out to you guys and I hope it interests somebody. And now for this episode's scripts, tricks and tips. So one of my challenges with Citrix app layering has been the lack of automation. Recently, Ryan Butler published a PowerShell module for Citrix app layering SDK. It's not everything you may need or want, but it's a great resource, particularly if you're using app layering with Azure, and you want to get the details of machines or layers in your environment with a simple you know, one-line PowerShell command. So thanks to Ryan for reverse engineering the SDK and making it so easy to use with single PowerShell commandlets. And that's it for this week's episode. As always, I'll provide links for everything discussed on this episode 
at fivebytespodcast.com and in the YouTube description. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.